0: we're back hey there we go
1: that intro, I can't hear anything in my headphones, but I like your intro. I could yeah. slightly bleeding through there.
0: There you go. Is that a little there better we for go, you, man? I didn't get that.
1: I, I barely caught a little piece of the intro, man, because my volume was
0: down. I got, I got you on the outro though. Give me that. Come on. Is it the same, same beat? Same, same beat. I need to hear. it. boy. Yeah. I need that. I need that. So what's up, everyone? I'm Turtle. I'm Vibes. I'm Drizzy. And it was this boy right, oh, here. Huh.
1: Cali baby, Chris Calico.
0: Hey, so um i'm super excited to have you in um you know you are you are what we call a staple of the hip hop community in kansas city itself there's only two people that you will ever think of whenever you i'm not sneak dissing no one but it's just it's just facts it's just there are two names prominent names that you think of when you think of hip hop when it comes to kansas city so i'm really excited thank you for coming who's the other guy Who's the other guy? Tech nine.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. That's my big, that's my little big brother, man. Tech nine, man. Forever tech nine. But I would have to disagree with you a little
0: bit. Okay.
1: There are three names I would say that are synonymous with Kansas City hip hop. Okay. Which would be tech nine, of course, Chris Calico, of course, and young Rich the Factor. I would have to say that Rich the Factor has been a humongous prominent, um, a pillar of hip hop for years, literally twenty years, man. Because he still can pack places out. Now, if you're talking about more mainstream, yeah, and they're not even mainstream because we still considered ourselves underground for a long time. But more towards the mainstream, of course, Tech and myself. But uh, yeah, I couldn't possibly leave Young Rich to Factor out of that. And then there's other names that are under there, the Popper and some other kind of uh, some of the other uh, MCs and artist uh that I would I would mention if I were having the conversation
0: okay yeah I can dig that I can dig that speaking of uh speaking of a staple um for those of you who do not know um Chris Calico I mean you were you were in the inception of Strange Music whenever it first started yeah um do you want do you want to give your whole backstory like not just give a surmise of it
1: yeah for people who don't know yeah I um I started with Strange Music I was there for 20 years man you know uh, started my entire career it's probably the reason why most people know me um if unless you just unless you just started uh hearing about Chris calico within the last I'd say three months then you would know me from Tech nine and strange music so I started there uh, met tech in 1999 uh, he was just going to get it started I met him through a guy named DJ icy rock who was a pioneer um an earlier pioneer you know of hip-hop in Kansas City and Icy Rock was my sister's ex-boyfriend uh, from when I was a little kid, and we started doing music. Tech got a bunch of deals, and as he went off to get his deals, I kind of became Icy Rock's new protege, and they had a whole little situation called Nuthouse back in the day. I was Rock's new protege. Tech came back to Kansas City. Rock introduced us. I paid Tech to get on the verse, and then uh, he was very impressed with what I did. Of course, everybody and their mama was trying to get at him then because he was a star. This is 20 years ago, 22 years ago. Now he was already a star in KC. And uh, so he said, man, uh, we're going to go on the road. I'm going to take you with me on the road one of these days. And I was like, because Tex is the kind of guy that always tries to make everybody feel good. Yep. So you think that he's like just you know, <laughs> blowing smoke. Yeah. And sad he is sometimes. <laughs> but he wants people to actually feel really good. And so I thought he was blowing smoke, but he was not. Yeah. And we did one, we did one song together. I used to just help him with the singers, with his other singers. And so I helped him with the singers and uh, sometimes they couldn't hit the notes or they couldn't get the part right. And I rapped too, so I could always get the rhythm, you know what I mean? And danced and all this other stuff. So I ended up um, helping him with the singers and then I, I, if they couldn't get it, I would do it. And then uh, we went from doing one or two songs. I did a whole album with him, Absolute Power. And it turned into twenty years later, man. And uh, uh, it was time to move on. Yeah. And so I formed uh, Earhouse, and here we are. Speak, so, speaking House.
0: of which, uh, your first your first music video. Wait, when it came out, mm-hmm. all that intro, like you had me bugging the the little snippet that you had, the teaser. Yeah. Oh my God, dude! That's really powerful, man. Dude, it it it. What 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 did it feel like? Like, were you nervous to put that out a little bit?
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah, man. I've had man boobs. I've had, I've had man boobs since I was 13. Um, and not to go too, too deep, but the Western diet, of course, is not good for anyone. The general Western diet, because you know, they made processed food for the military so they could carry it. It was supposed to be food that wouldn't spoil that they could carry on their back. Well, of course, somebody that was money hungry decided, Oh, we can just put this in the grocery stores. So now you got, since World War II, you got processed food that can stay, that's self-stable. Well, this food is not going to work for anybody, but definitely not people that are from Arab, African descent. So African descent folks are going to be from a place of vegetation. You know what I mean? We're going to come from somewhere that's got, that's, it's the jungle. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so now you put, you give people who are not of African descent, this is poison to them. Now you give the African folks the same kind of food, and it's going to cause certain re- reactions in a lot of us. So it's going to cause hormone. Whenever you see somebody that's got, that's got man boobs, that's hormones. That is from the food. You know what I mean? My mom fed us a lot of junk food. When you come from a impoverished area, yep. then you're going to also eat this same Takis and all of this kind of you know, I don't know if I can cuss on here or something. No, you, you, you do. Uh, well, you're going to eat all this kind of bullshit. Yeah. Like Takis and Doritos and all of these cheap foods that are in the hoods or in the impoverished area. You know what I mean? It's everywhere. But it's, you know, this is the food that uh, people that are, uh, you know, from the hood are going to eat. Yeah. And then you have all of these other issues. You see a lot. For real, if you go in the hood, you see, you know, America is the most obese country in the world, but go into the hood and see how many fat black people there are for real. And it comes from the food and, and we're not designed to eat any of that. Nobody is, wow. but this is what happens. And so now you have uh, hormone problems and you have, um, uh, breakdowns and other stuff like pigmentation and all of these other kind of things and autoimmune disease, which is what I have. So it's not that I just be out here just tearing up food. I eat as bad as you or as good as you do. You know what I mean? But to me, if I eat bad for a couple of days, it makes me gain. We ate bad this weekend. I know I gained like six or eight pounds just this weekend. But this has been my life, and I didn't understand that until I got good and grown like I am now. But, you know, this is me. A lot of people suffer from these same things, white, black, and otherwise. You know what I'm saying? And so I know a lot of people feel insecure about things. We were talking about you know, we were mentioning this earlier before yeah. we got on the air about things that you talked about. And um I'm gonna put you out there because nah, you didn't mention did. it, so I ain't hope <laughs> <laughs> uh, you. Yeah. but you know, I decided that because I've always been inside out, I've always been an artist that everybody looked to kind of for help. I was one of the first people to ever talk about I'm going to get on my soldier boy right now. I was the first <laughs> to ever talk about, um, I was one of the first people to ever talk about mental illness and be vulnerable. You know what I mean? I never worried about being vulnerable as a, as a, as a hip hop artist, as a singer, whatever you want to call me. I'm kind of a hybrid of everything. Yeah. Um, But I never worried about being vulnerable. I always, and I got that from tech. I'm going to be honest. Tech told me, he liked he got me with him because, because I looked so different. I was a fat dude with vitiligo, big-ass orange hair. You know what I'm saying? He's like, oh, that guy needs to go with me. You know what I mean? And so he's like, dude, if you always you, you never have to turn it on and off. You don't have to get on a podcast like this and turn it on. I don't yeah. turn it on. This is literally how I talk everywhere I go. And so um, I decided that I would do that even more and more and more. And so I did it even more with weight. I said all that to say that I, with weight, I was like, well, this is me. So I know it's dudes out here that got titties that don't like them, <laughs> that haven't taken their shirt off since they were little kids. So they haven't taken their shirt off since they started puberty, which is what happened to me. So I was like, the hell with it. I'm gonna do it and show people like, well, you can do this. I was terrified to do this, man. Me and my wife talked about this for so much so long, like she and she was even like, nah, maybe you shouldn't do it because I don't want you to regret it, but I don't. I was actually looking at it. I was going through my Spotify last night, and I was looking like at the picture of wait, you know, my album, my single artwork, and I was like, "Damn, I can't believe I did that shit." (laughs) I was really looking at it when I was doing it. I was thinking it when they were shooting, because I wasn't even. I was trying to talk my way out of doing that video. I was like, "Nah, I'm gonna." um," I had a guy in LA who was shooting another video for me. Uh, for a song I got called Kudos that's coming out in like October ish, and uh, he was like, "Yeah, dude, you should take that weight video." I was like, "Man, I want something that really makes people talk at the water cooler at work, in the break room at work." Like, what are you talking about? Uh, you know what? What can I do to make them talk about me? And he was like, "Oh, dude, just strip naked." And I was like, "Hell no." <laughs> he was like, "No, man, strip naked." And, dude, that'll get them talking. I was like, yeah, but it can't just be about getting people talking. I have to be trying to empower people some kind of way. Yeah, If it's not a club banger, come on, man. I got songs about girls shaking their ass and stuff like that. But I'm saying, like, and this is just entertainment. But when I have songs that I know are going to impact folks, Mm -hmm. I want to do visuals that impact them, too. So what better to do than to make people feel like, dang, risk being seen, bear it all. Not at all. Keep your junk hidden. Yeah, but uh, you know, what I mean, uh, do this video and empower people. So that's what I did.
0: No, it's uh, that's the vibes I got when I, I mean, whenever it first dropped, I pulled it up, listened to it that morning when I woke up for getting ready for work and whatnot, and it, yeah. it like, it uplifted me. Like, it just, you know, what I mean. It's just the vibes of it. It's you, you hit what you were trying to hit with that right yeah. on the head of the mark. You know what I mean? So, yeah,
1: yeah that was uh, that was the aim, man. And even with um. Even with the new song feeling good. It's like, all right, now that we rinsed it all, we risked being seen. Now it's time for us to feel good. It's summer. I wanted bright colors. You know, I was even thinking today, like, dang, I don't really have I got I got bright red shorts on, but I was like, I like these pastel, like that pink chair you're sitting in. I yeah. like that. <laughs> By the way, that looks like your little sister's gaming chair. <laughs> I'm not gonna
0: lie, my wife does Amazon review videos, yeah. so I got this bad boy for free.
1: So oh, I would have did it too. <laughs> I would have done the same thing, too. It, does, it definitely looks like a girl's gaming chair, but right. I'm all about the pink and the bright colors and stuff. So when I came in, that was like the first thing I saw.
0: Yeah, just make it work, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, get in yeah. where you fit in, man. Okay, hello. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I want to ask, though, about that uh, Feeling Good video. How the fuck did you get that piano out of that
1: pool? I was wondering uh, the dark. same thing. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm getting ready to launch my Patreon, and you guys can watch the whole behind-the-scenes We put that piano in that pool ourselves. I called Futuristic. I talked to him about ideas. If you guys don't know what Futuristic is, he's a huge independent artist, man. Um, I called him, and I said I was coming down there. I had told him that I was going to go solo years ago. I've been thinking about it for a long time, and that I was going to go solo years ago. And he was like, well, when you do, come down here. We'll shoot your videos. We'll do a bunch of stuff because he's got such a great team down there. And so I went down. He told me, he's like, Dude, what if we put a, um, what do you think about this picture? He sent me a picture of him in his pool with a bunch of bottles of liquor floating. And I was like, oh, that's dope. We could do a whole video around that. And he's like, yeah, man, what if we did like a, I heard that piano on there. What if we put a piano in the water? And I was like, how the hell are we going to do that, dude? And he's like, uh, we can get a piano in the water. I, I'll just go get one. And I was like, he's going to go buy a piano. So he went on Craigslist, found a piano. When I got there, it was sitting in the driveway. And we had to haul this piano all the way back to his pool, and then everybody was so scared. Like, man, I actually—he's like, it'll be sitting in the in the pool when you get here. I thought he was gonna have like some company come because I gotta pay for all this. I'm yeah. like, oh shit, he's gonna <laughs> have this company come with this hoist. It'll be piano movers, but it was not. The piano was in the driveway. We had to take it, and the, so the second scene when I got dropped on the piano. We shot that first. We had to shoot that and then take the piano and move it and put it in the pool. And every, I'm going to be honest, everybody was a little worried. <laughs> and so I was like, no, I got it. Just lower it down to me. So I, me and like one other dude put this whole piano in the water. And When I got it in the water, crazy stories that it was, it had just, um, it was at the begin, at the end of winter. So just think of what swimming pools feel like at the end of winter. I've never felt a swimming pool this cold in my life. Yeah, I actually got slight hyp- hypothermia because I stayed in this water so long. Matter of fact, she was like, "Boy," because my wife's like a <laughs> tough girl. Yeah. So she's like, "This ain't nothing." I was like, "Well, hop in, hop your tough ass in here." <laughs> so she hopped in and she's like, <laughs> 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 she's telling, she's, she, 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 she could she couldn't even talk breathe nothing and i was like this, and it didn't seem like because i was in there just like this big chill very cold <laughs> this feels horrible <laughs> everybody that got in including futuristic and the guy that helped me lower the piano in there they all had to jump right out like literally they were in there for seconds they were, like, uh. they were shaking and i was in there just like with my mind just control i was like No, it's it's dumb cold in (laughs) here. I already knew I had to shoot. So when I'm shooting that at the beginning, that bloom, 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 I literally was like I had to mentally defeat it. It was so amazingly cold. It was so cold that they didn't get good shots, and we only used that one little piece at the beginning because they couldn't get good shots because they couldn't take how freezing that water was to shoot. So we shot that, and then uh, they were like, man, while we were shooting it, you'll see on my Patreon we kept losing the piano because it's wooden, and so it kept floating and turning over. Oh, and I was turning over <laughs> with it. Yeah. It was the craziest thing, dude. It was. It, it's going to be really, really good footage. But I had to keep turning the piano over. I was grabbing the piano by myself, turned it over, and we had to go down and shoot those shots before it flipped back over. It kept flipping back over. So weirdly enough, the piano broke apart in the <laughs> swimming pool because it's wood, and it started taking. And it was an old piano. Yeah. It was like an old piano like you have in music class. Like oh yeah. music class. And then we took the piano. I was like, let's get it out right now. So we had to get the piano out of there. It was full of water. It was like way more heavy. And they still have this piano sitting next to this pool. <laughs> we went, I just went back down there like two months later and the piano was still sitting there. I was like, are you gonna lead us here? He's like, yeah, it looks cool. So they have a, a, a half ass piano sitting next to this pool now forever. <laughs> Yeah, so it's very i do everything with me is an adventure yeah i've been involved in the most ridiculous crazy things in my life i mean from well some things i can't say but yeah uh, a lot of crazy stuff
0: i like to watch your uh tour stories on uh on facebook
1: dog i got nothing <laughs> but 24 7 hip-hop yep like, I do their, um, it's not really a podcast, it's kind of a podcast, but they make me tell stories. I have so many stories, dude, from, I mean, over and over again. My barber for years, even before I started music, used to make me tell them stories. Every time I come sit in the barbershop, you go, so what happened this week? I'm like, bro. <laughs> so, listen to this, dude. I'm walking down the street, a shootout happens. I sw- n- Again, back to Soldier Boy. Remember, he told that story, and so he came in, power shot, and then boom, boom, boom and everybody's making fun of it. And it yeah. turns out it was true. This is mm-hmm. literally my life. Things like this happen, and I'm just in the middle of the craziest stuff all of the time. Not as much anymore because I'm just mar- married with kids. And yeah, stuff. it's but it's still it's crazy stuff still happens as I travel <laughs> this whole world. You know what I mean, and come back to Kansas City. Oh yeah.
0: Uh, speaking of crazy things you've done. Do you think you could tell us a little bit about uh, how it was being in Transformers?
1: Yeah, well, I can't tell you the truth, but I uh, will say that it was great. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that. <laughs> um, it was it was an awesome experience to see it um, be completed. Right. I'm gonna be honest, y'all. I still have never seen episodes with me in it. I, when you guys see it, is the first time I'll see
0: it. No kidding.
1: So I went to L.A. I'll tell you about the experience. I went to L.A. I can't really tell them everything because they probably will never invite me back. (laughs) Um, But uh, I got a buddy of mine that shoots um, videos for me. He's one of my best friends. He's a big time TV producer. And uh, matter of fact, he's he's the one that shot the kudos video and told me to get naked for the weight video. He's who got me in Transformers as well. He's always got these ideas, my man Ken Shag. And he was. I told him, man. I was like, dude, I want to get in Transformers. He's like, I know. I know a lot of people that do voiceover. I'm gonna try to figure it out. Well, come turn, come to find out, he worked at Machinima, who used to put out a bunch of video game video um, content. And uh, his guy that worked at Machinima started working on Transformers cartoon. And I was in there one day, and he was like, Oh, you got to put Chris in Transformers, man. He introduced. I was in LA, and he was like, Yeah, dude, he does all of these voices, and he's like. Oh, let me hear you do, like, let me hear something. And I was like, ah, this is weird. We just in an office <laughs> like this. He's like, like, what do you want me to do? And he's just like, I don't know. And I was just like, <clears throat> I was just like, I am Optimus Prime. <laughs> we, so-and-so, and I was transform and roll out. And he was like, oh, that's pretty good. And he's like, well, what else are you doing? And I was like, well, I don't know. Bumblebee doesn't really have a voice. And I was just like, you want a piece of me? And I said, Megatron would say, no, I want two pieces. (laughs) He was like, oh, dude, this dude is serious. So I just really pretty much auditioned for him right then. And um, they called me like a year later. It was like, you want to do a read for this cartoon called something Shasta or something? Because they always had that code name Shasta or something like that. Mm -hmm. And so I just i read for it for this robot. And uh, next I know they were like, when can you come to LA? I was in the middle of a tour. We're in Louisville, Kentucky. And I just flew out on the off day, knocked it out. And it was super hard. The director was very, very harsh speaking, which I am a very sensitive person. So (laughs) I was like, who the, he was like, act like there So you're in a room and you have to act like Megatron is here. And I'm just like, it's not betrayal Megatron it's so-and-so, and I'm doing this voice, and he's, they're like, no, 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 you're going too hard. It reminded me of uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall when Paul Rudd told the dude in Forgetting Sarah Marshall, like, jump up, but don't do anything. <laughs> it was that. It was like, no, you gotta be more of this, but don't do that. So what they were just saying, that I didn't have to do my voice like that. I just used my regular voice, like, it's not Betrayal Megatron. It's just that, blah, 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 because that's how I talk anyway. Yeah. And the dude was like, I don't know if you're going to make it in this. I I, I, I I just don't know. Have you ever acted before? And I was like, well, yeah, but I'm going to be honest. This is my first time doing this, man. I'll be honest with you. And they usually fake it to make it out of L.A. I wasn't. I was like, nah, I mean, this is what I do. And he was like, well, you're not very good. So why don't you – and the way he was just talking, I was like, I'm about to whoop this motherfucker. <laughs> like, who is – I even called my boy like, hey, man, you might want to holler at your dude. And I'm going to fuck these dudes up. I probably shouldn't say that. But <laughs> but but. And when we got done, I mean, the whole time he was talking, I was like, okay, I got you, man. Yeah, my bad. But I was looking at him like, <laughs> yeah, I got you. Yeah. yeah, no problem. I was like, dude, one more word that's wrong, and I'm going to have to whip this dude's ass. But uh, it ended up, after I got done, I didn't even finish it that day because they had me do all of the, I did all of the screams and stuff for like all of the robots. Like ah! like I did all of that for a lot of the robots, I yeah. would say. not all of them, but a lot of the, a lot of the robots in the um, Transformers. And so my voice was blown out and then he had me do lines and I was like, I can't, I got to finish it in KC. I came back to KC. I did the rest of it here. Um, down at Studio Forty One. Okay, because my boy did voiceover stuff then. I wasn't recording myself then, but now I just record everything myself now. But I wasn't recording myself then, and I recorded it there. And when I got done, he was like, "Can I tell you that you are one of the best actors we've had in this?" And I was like, "Well, what was all that bullshit in L.A.?" <laughs> he was like, "That's that's how I get people to to give me the best performance." Because I could tell you hadn't done it before, but I needed you to act like someone was in a room. So I'm in a room by myself. They're not even in this room. They're in a whole other room talking to me through my headphones. And they're like, so now Megatron has just done this to you, and you say these lines. And it was just like, okay, you're standing in a room. So I got to just use my imagination, like, how would I do it? But because I always, even when I rap in the studio, I'm like, you know, I don't just like. That's how I get some of those voices and some of those things that I do is because, one, I always have my hand like this, and secondly, I'm always moving around and acting the part out. So yeah. I just did that, and we landed it, and, dude, it comes out on uh, July 29th.
0: Now awesome. I, I saw that, yeah, and was I, was, dope. I was super excited. I love Transformers. Dude, dude. who
1: doesn't? <laughs> right. Like, I mean, there's probably some people that don't, but as a guy, usually you love Transformers. I played with these Transformers you know, uh, action figures, man, since I was a little kid. And I always, once my voice changed, I always knew I could do all these impressions. My mom used to make me do impressions of singers and of the family members. Like when we would have a barbecue or we had a family reunion, I, even as an eight, nine-year-old, I would get up and do stand-up and then I would imitate the family members. So I always knew that I could imitate stuff. And so I'm like, dude, I could turn this into a, a job. Sweet. Cool, yeah, we'll keep it popping.
0: Well, let's do one last plug because we're at 25 minutes in. Yeah. Um, you want to go ahead and tell everyone because you just partnered up with Futuristic so they can get features from you and whatnot. And oh, yeah. So do you want to go ahead and
1: plug that? Yeah, man. Um, there's, a, there's a website called Indie Amplify, I-N-D-I-E Amplify, where you as an independent artist can get really everything that you need. You can get features. You can get videos shot. You can get people to critique your um, your your project or your songs. I mean, you can get um, um, placement on playlist, on the uh, um, on the, uh, 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 the streaming platforms. You know what I'm saying? So you can get all of these things, and there's so many things that I didn't even name artwork for your uh you know if you need cover art for your singles or for your albums i mean you can get all of these different things on indie amplify and i am one of the artists on there that you can get a feature from me or um a record or album review from me on there and i actually discounted my what i normally charge i cut it in half because i wanted to partner with futuristic with indie amplify so i cut my price down and you can I'll get on there and tell you what, what I think of your music and what how it can be better and things like that. So indieamplify.com. If you go to any of my socials, especially if you go to my Instagram or my Facebook, um, you can go to my link tree and click on Indie Amplify. It'll take you right to my profile on there and uh get a feature from me right now. They're actually dirt cheap and not for long. It's not gonna be that cheap for long. So I partnered with him for I partnered with him for a while, but for the time being, it's like It's like two grand to get me, which it's usually about five.
0: No, it's uh, what he did definitely helps independent artists out. Um, No, he's great. Back whenever I was doing music, it it I had to jump through hoops to get features. It was just reach out to managers, then they have to talk to their artists. It's just nonstop, just communication is either hit or miss. But it just and we don't want to talk to people. I'm gonna
1: be honest, artists will never probably tell you that. I'll say it. we don't really want to talk to folks, you know, yep. that's why you're going to go through management with me. So there's always filters mm-hmm. when you're dealing with an artist that has some clout, yep. there's filters to get through. So this breaks all of those filters down. You don't have to go through anybody, but this website, you just click on it. Boom. You can, I don't even know how you, people pay on there, but I'm assuming they just PayPal to Indie Amplify. Next thing you know, you got a feature in your mailbox, yep. in your inbox.
0: That's so awesome. go ahead and check that out. Um, Thank you for your time, man.
1: Man, it's all good, man. It's all good. You can get me also uh, at any of my social, all of my social media is Chris Calico. I think my Facebook is bit Chris Calico, but for real, if you put K R I Z Z in any search engine in the world, I'm going to pop up. <laughs> TikTok, tock, uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, shit, I don't know. There's so many things. Oh, yeah. So many things. But any of those things you put, Chris, in the uh, KRIZ, in the search engine, you'll find me. I'm going to be dropping music every single month, every month, man. On And it'll be every single, ev- everywhere. Yeah, man. So thanks for having me, bro.
0: No problem. All right. So we're out on three. Thank you guys for watching. And uh, we'll catch you next week.